Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall Continually, his praise shall continually, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord. At all times, his praise shall continually, his praise shall continually, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Father, again, we want to thank you Thank you for being our Heavenly Father. Thank you for being our protector, our sustainer, our supplier. Thank you, Father, for being a very present help in a time of trouble. Thank you, Father, for being our shield, our buckler, our way maker. Father, you have been better to us than we know. You have been better to us than we deserve. We thank you today, Father, for not dealing with us as our sins and our iniquities deserve. We thank you for your mercy, your kindness, your compassion, your grace, your long-suffering, your humility. Father, thank you so much for being who you are, for doing what you do. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will forgive us of our sins against you as we forgive those who sin against us, Father. Help us, Heavenly Father, to be more like you. In the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, Father, as we study your blessed word today, pray that your spirit speaks to us, speaks through us, speaks for us. Let us know your good, pleasing, and perfect will, Father, that we may grow up to be just like you. We thank you, Father, because we are trusting that you are going to do these and all other blessings for us in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let God's people around the world say amen. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you 
children of God, we do greet each of you once again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, headquarters, Kinston, North Carolina, USA, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do uh, thank God for each of you. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well wherever this broadcast is locating you. God has been better than good here at the Christian Worldwide. Some of you might ask, Apostle, why are you here? Why are you preaching and teaching like this to us daily? Because I understand something about the favor of God, my brother and my sister. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In another portion of scripture, the Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you, you and I, understanding those two scriptures in context, my brother and my sister, you and I must hear God in order to please God. We can only develop faith by hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Without faith, we cannot please God. So we have to hear God so that we can do what God wants us to do so that we can please God. And when we do those things, my brother and my sister, God will pour us out a blessing that we won't have room enough to receive. Listen, listen to me, children of God. I don't even like wasting a lot of time with people that don't like hearing God because I know they're going to keep operating in their curses. They're going to keep experiencing curses on top of curses on top of curses. People that don't want to hear God, they are asking God to curse them. But when we hear God, our faith develops and we are able to please God. And when we start pleasing God, God will start pleasing us. The reason why some of us are not pleased with God is because some of us are not pleasing God. My encouragement to you, my brother, my encouragement to you, my sister, please God. Please God. And I guarantee you, God will please you. When you and I please God, God will please us. When you and I don't please God, God will make sure that we are not pleased. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So that without hearing God, you don't want to hear God? How am I going to help you? When the creator of the universe is cursing you, what, what, what help can I offer to you? But if you hear God, if you and I hear him, if you and I take the time out of our busy schedules to hear him and to do what he is instructing you and me to do, there is no way that our God won't please us. There's no way that our God won't bless us. There's no way that our God will not come through for you and for me but we have to hear him. We have to obey him. Well, we do thank God uh, for each of you today. We pray the Lord again is blessing you very well. Saints, we want to take a look at the book of Deuteronomy, Moses's writings to the Israelites. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9. Very important scripture for you and I. Uh, Moses had to tell the people, 
Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is a uh, faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Praise the living God. But let me get verse 10 just so we can get the flip side of this coin, children of God. But those who hate him, he will repay to their face by destruction. He will not be slow to repay to their face those who hate him. Verse 11, therefore, take care to follow the commands, decrees, and laws I give you today. Praise the living God. We're going to work from a topic today, children of God. God is God. God is God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Again, we... Thank you, we reverence you, we honor you, we respect you. Thank you, Father, for not dealing with us as our foolish sins deserve. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your kindness. Father, as we study to show ourselves approved unto you, Father, we ask that you make us work men and work women who need not to be ashamed, but who rightly divide your word of truth. Speak to us, Father. Speak through us. Speak for us. Use these earthly vessels for your good, pleasing, and perfect will, that your people in the four corners of the earth, as they hear these words of yours, may they Put them into practice. Do them that you might be pleased, that your will might be done, that your kingdom may be established in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. God is God. Hallelujah. Speaking to the people of God thousands of years ago, leading them and, and, and letting them know some of the great things that God was going to do to them, through them, and for them. And I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to today. Child of God, God wants to do great things to you and through you and for you and me as well. But we must hear God first. Listen, you're not going to do anything great for God if you don't want to hear God. I'm not going to do anything great for God if I don't want to hear God. One of the things Moses would share with the people before he would speak to them about something that God wanted them to do or some place God wanted them to go or something God wanted them to hear. He would say to the people, hear, O Israel. I want to encourage you today, my brother, encourage you today, my sister. Every one of you. Now, you see this finger I'm pointing at you. I got four fingers pointing back at me as I'm pointing at you. Every one of us wants to be blessed. Every one of us wants God's blessings. Every single one of us. The problem is not with God's blessing. The problem is that sometimes you and I don't want to do what it takes to receive God's blessing. My prayer for you and my prayer for me is not that we will receive God's blessing. Uh, -uh. That is jumping the gun. That is putting the horse before the cart. 
My prayer for you, my prayer for me is that we will do the things that it takes that will cause God to bless us. Understand, my brother and my sister, when you and I sit down and listen to God, you and I have just taken the first step in being blessed. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to. We want to be blessed. I hear people all the time. I want to be blessed. I want financial blessing. I want a blessing in my marriage. I want a blessing in my ministry. People contact me from other countries. Apostle, I want to be blessed. But then you don't want to hear God. I just look at you just like you're not even talking with sense. Because the first step in you and I being blessed by God God says, Robert, tell my people it is sitting down and listening to God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we position ourselves to hear God's word, God is looking at us like, huh, you might just be ready to be blessed, son. You might just be ready to be blessed, daughter. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we sit down and hear God, that God in turn might bless you and me. When we decide that we don't want to hear God, we have just decided that we want to be cursed. May that not be your portion. May that not be my portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Moses was telling the people in Deuteronomy chapter 7, some of the great things that God had in store for his people, just like God had, God says, Robert, I have great things in store for my people today, but they have to listen to me. Look at what the Bible says in verse one. Moses said, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, you are entering to possess. In other words, what God has been promising us for the last 430 years, he's about to do it. And when God God had been promising the Israelites, he was going to bring them into a land flowing with milk and honey for about 430 years. And here he was just about to do it for his people. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to. May God do for you. May God do for me what he has been promising, what he what he has what has been prophesied concerning your life, what has been prophesied concerning your business, what has been prophesied concerning your ministry. May God bring to pass what he has promised he was going to do in your life. In Moses's day. God was about to bring his people into the land that he had promised them for centuries when he was going to bring them into a land and drive out before them many nations. Watch this now. The Hittites, the Gergeshites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations larger and stronger than you. God said, look, I'm not impressed by how rich, how big, how powerful people or groups of people may seem to you. God says, I am God, and besides me, therein is no other. The, the Israelites were looking at these groups, the Hittites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, Jebusites, and said, look, they're larger than us. They're stronger than us. They are more financially stable than us. They they are more popular than they had all these things. But God was I'm seeing God sitting on the throne say, yeah, they may be larger than you. But God says they are not larger than me. I'm seeing God sitting on the throne saying, yeah, they, they may be stronger than you. But God says they are not stronger than me. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to today. But I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. I, the, the, the groups and individuals and businesses and governments, they may be larger 
and bigger and stronger than we are, but they are not larger or bigger or stronger than the God that we serve. I want to encourage you today, keep yourself connected with God. Just keep yourself connected with God. Because God is bigger than your enemies. God is bigger than witches. God is bigger than wizards. God is bigger than poverty. God is bigger than a slow economy. God is bigger. Praise the living God. God was bigger than the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, all of these ites. God said, I'm bigger than all, all of the ites in your life. Look at what the Bible says. These were seven nations larger and stronger than the Israelites. But when, look at verse 2, when the Lord your God has delivered them over to you and you have defeated them, then you must destroy them totally. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. You know, let us work to destroy the things that God wants destroyed in our lives as he brings you and I into our promised land. Um, children of God, let us take a little uh, intermission for a few minutes. Amen. Amen. God bless you, children of God. We had to take a little break there, but we are coming back in the name of Jesus. So what do we understand? We understand that just as Moses had to encourage God's people thousands of years ago, that because he was on their side, they were going to have the victory over many nations, many groups of people, many organizations that were larger and stronger than you. That same promise remains true for you and for me today. Understand this, my brother. Now, what are we talking about? God is God. God is in charge. God is in control. There's no one bigger than there is no organization more powerful than God. There is no group of people more powerful to God than God. What you and I want to do, my brother and my sister, is connect ourselves with this all-seeing, all-powerful, all-knowing God. Moses had to tell the people, said, look, uh, the Gergeshites and the Hivites and the Jebusites and all of these ites, they may be more of them. 
They may have been around longer. They may have been doing, but they are not bigger than our God. See, Moses said, God is God, not the Girgashites, not the Hivites, not the Hittites. God is God. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. I don't know where you are and what is going on, what country you are in, what nation you are in. Connect yourself with this all-seeing, all-knowing, all-wise, all-powerful God. See, listen, listen to me, my brother, listen to me, my sister. There's only two ways we can spend our time in this life that we are in. We can spend our time disconnected from our creator, or we can spend our time connected with our creator. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we spend our time connected with our creator because God says, and I'm hearing him strong in my spirit now. God says, if you do, Robert, tell this to my children that I will open doors for them that no man can close. Listen, listen, listen to me, child of God. When you get connected with God, you stop all this kind of nonsense about he did this or she did that. Because when you when you connect yourself with the God of all creation, you realize that nobody can stop me but me. You realize when you are connected with God, that he will open doors for you that no man can close, that he will close doors for you that no man can open. When Listen, when you connect yourself with the creator, all that talk about this one did this to me or that one did that, you'll stop all of that. Because what you will understand is that this thing is between you and your creator. This thing is between me and my creator, meaning that if I will do what my creator has asked of me, no man can stop me. No organization, no group, no court. No. When we are connected with our creator, listen to me, my brother, listen to me, my sister. There was a very powerful Egyptian army that said that Moses and the Israelites were not going to leave. Egypt. A lot of people believed it. A lot of people thought it was true. But Moses, standing in league with his creator, said, that's not true. My creator says that we are going to leave Egypt. You all know the story just as well as I do. By the time the story was over, Moses and the Israelites left Egypt. Egypt was the most powerful army the most powerful group of people on the face of the earth. God had something better in store for his people. I want to encourage you today, my brother. I want to encourage you today, my sister. God has something better today in store for us, but we must be obedient. Look, watch this. Now, God is flashing my spirit. God sent the death angel into Egypt, killed the firstborn of all the Egyptians, but because the Israelites were obedient to a simple instruction, painting the doorposts of their doors with the blood of the lamb, the death angel passed over all of the Israelite home and hit everyone of the Egyptians' homes, but God passed over his people. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May God's wrath pass over your home. May God's wrath pass over my home in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ our Lord. God brought his people out from the most powerful nation, the most powerful group of people, the most powerful, God brought his people out. 
I want to encourage you today, my brother, encourage you today, my sister. If we are obedient, that's the caveat. Now, that's the that's the that's the key. That's the key that unlocks the door to the blessings of God. Now, picture picture God as a vault. Picture picture God as a vault and inside the vault is all kinds of goodies, all kinds of blessings, all kinds of good things. Picture God as the vault. Now picture us on the outside. Without the key, we can't get into any of those blessings. We can't get into any of those good things. But if we have the key, we are able to unlock the vault, go inside and enjoy the blessings. Well, God is the vault. God is the keeper of all the good things and the keeper of all the blessings. You say, Apostle, what is the key? The key is obedience. Oh my God, I wish I had somebody to help me praise God in here. The key to unlock the heart of God, the key to unlock the blessings of God, the key to unlock the favor of God is obedience. You say, Apostle, what are you talking about? The Bible says that if you and I are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. They, listen, when we are willing and obedient, there's no telling how God is going to bless us. When we are willing and obedient, there's no telling how God is going to bless you. No telling how God is going to bless me. God can bless you through the stock market. God can bless us through the economy. God can bless us through government agencies. God can bless us through God. God said, I can bless you anywhere. I want to bless you, Robert. When you are willing and obedient, God says, when you're willing and obedient, God says, look, I have promised that you will eat the good of the land. Listen to me, my brother. I don't know what country you're in. I don't know what nation you are in. I've been in about 40 to 50 countries and nations around the world. And every country, every nation that I have ever been in, there has been some good in that land. Now, there's been some poverty, there's been some suffering, there's been some hardship, but there has been some good in that land. Listen to me. Uh, someone sent me something, uh, put it in the Christian Center Church Worldwide chat room yesterday, and I thought it was very powerful and very appropriate. He said that help comes from above, not abroad. Say help does not come from abroad. Help comes from above. In other words, God is the one. And not, not some of you are looking for help from America. Some of you are looking for help from uh, 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 Australia. Some of you are looking for help from Europe. Help comes from above, not abroad. So I want to encourage you, my brother. I want to encourage you, my sister. Strive to be as obedient to God as possible. Now, what the Lord is, is bringing in my spirit now, I've been dealing with a stroke for the last four years, over four years. Now, there were some individuals about my age that had a similar stroke as I did around the same time that I had mine. Individuals, movie stars, um, immediately they died. About two or three of them they had the same kind of stroke. They just died. They just, they just died. Well, not only has God allowed me to remain but God is teaching me a very valuable lessons through this stroke. Now, this stroke has been very painful. It has been very debilitating. It has been, uh, it has been a severe, severe trial. But God is teaching me something. And I'm like, Lord, thank you for these lessons. You say, Apostle, what is God teaching you? 
what I'm finding in this stroke is that hard work and faith, those are the two key components, my brother and my sister, to success. Hard work and faith. Through hard work and faith, God is restoring me. I, I was sharing with one of the saints earlier today. I walk laps around the compound here. Normally, uh, they had been taking me about four minutes per lap. Uh, but God gave me a wisdom to do some things uh, that he previously had not given me. And I got to a place where just yesterday, I walked each lap in three minutes and we were rejoicing. That was the first time that had ever happened in four years. We were rejoicing and thanking God. And I said, well, if working with these items has got me to walking now down from four minutes to three minutes, I said, let me put some more work. Let me use these items and let me work even harder. Well, make a long story short, children of God, for the first time ever today, I walked a lap in two minutes. So that is uh, encouraging me to put even more time, more energy, and more effort into the using of this device that is helping me get my time down. You say, Apostle, how does that relate to the word of God. Well, understand this, my brother. There are some of you under the sound of my voice. You Just as I found out that using this, it's called a resistance band. Using this resistance band and working hard and working very diligently with it is, is causing me to walk faster and faster and walk times that I've never walked before. There are some of you under the sound of my voice that you're going to find that listening to God's word more and more and more and applying God's word more and more and more is going to bring more blessings in your life. Now, I had to find out that using this resistance band more and more and more was causing me to walk faster and faster and faster. Some of you under the sound of my voice are going to find out that listening to God's word more and more and more and applying God's word more and more and more is going to cause the blessings of God in your life to be more and more and more. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may the blessings, may you and I hear more, do more, and receive more Blessing. Some some people are not being blessed more in their life because because they don't want to hear God more. They want to keep hearing what they've been hearing, keep saying what they've been saying, keep doing what they've been doing. God's all right. Well, then I'll keep right on. Then I'll just keep right on letting poverty strike you. I just keep right on letting lack strike you. If you don't like what you are receiving from God. Change what you are giving to God. Let me say that again, my brother. Let me say that again, my sister. If you don't like what you're receiving, you look at your life, you look at your marriage, you look at your ministry, you look at your finances, you look at your health, you look at, you look like, I don't like this. Then God says, if you don't like what you're getting from me, stay after the Lord. Then God says, change what you are giving to me. Give God. You want more from God? I know we all do. We either want more money. We want more uh, lessons. We want, want more house, more car, more faith, more patience, whatever. Give more of that to God. Whatever you want more of from God, give more of that to God. Because when you and I give God more, God cannot help but to give us more. You know, I, I think about my days of uh, going to church on Sunday 
and Wednesday night Bible study, you know, which was something that I did for a number of years. That was what I saw most every church that I attended doing. Go to church on Sunday, Wednesday night we would have Bible study. And I think today, if I had to go back to only worshiping God, as good as God has been to me, you know, if I had to go back and only worship God on Sunday and in a little Bible study on Wednesday night, if I had to go back to that, it would seem like almost like a punishment to me. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. The better God is to us, or the better we realize that God has been to us, because God has been good to us, whether we realize it or not. But the more we realize how good God has been, it's automatically going to prompt you and me to want to give God more. If you don't think God deserves more praises, you don't think God deserves more of your attention, you don't think God deserves more of your time, energy, and effort, then that's because it hasn't been revealed to you yet how good God has been to you. When God reveals to you and to me how good he has been, it will make us want to give God more. It will make us want to give God a greater offering. It will make us want to give God more of our time, more of our energy, more of our effort, more of our finances, more of more, more, more. When we sit, when God opens our eyes, my prayer for you, my prayer for me, may God open our eyes as to how good he has been to you, as to how good he has been to me. Because when he does, we will say, my gosh, my gosh, Lord, let me give you, let me give you more. Let me, let me give you more of my time. Let me give you more of my energy. Just like the the resistance band. When I found out that that resistance band was making me walk faster, was bringing me the strength and the mobility that I wanted after this stroke, I said, well, we use it even more. If using it a little bit has brought me a little blessing, then using it a lot would bring me a lot of blessing. Well, with God, if giving a little bit to God has brought you and I little blessings in our life, what do you and I think giving a lot to God will bring in our lives? My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice, may God reveal to us how his kingdom works. See, God's got a kingdom that has rules, that has principles, that has simple little things that you and I can do that will bring the favor of God in our life. He has a kingdom. This, this, this God has a kingdom in the earth. Even though Satan is known as the God of this age, he's known as the prince, the Bible says, of the powers of the air, God, in the midst of this wicked and adulterous generation that we are living in, God has a kingdom. And his kingdom has rules. His kingdom has um, ways of doing things, sowing and reaping. You know, if we sow sparingly, God says in my kingdom, you're going to reap sparingly. But if you sow abundantly, God says in my kingdom, you're going to reap abundantly. So I encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, find out how God works in his kingdom because God operates in and in accordance with his kingdom rules. There are kingdom rules. 
And the more we find out, and you say, well, why is finding out important? Because the more we find out, the more we can operate in accordance with these kingdom rules. And just like people that know a lot about computers, there are certain rules on on computer, certain rules, certain things that you have to do in order for certain other things to happen. Well, the same way with God's kingdom, certain things that you and I have to do in order for certain other things to take place. Well, look at our scripture. Well, come on down. Let's come on down. Come on down to verse seven, Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse seven. Now, now Moses is letting the people know that God is wanting to bless them and wanting to do special things for them. And watch what, watch what God speaks through Moses. Moses says, the Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples. Now, this is one of the first things that you and I want to understand. God has God is not blessing the Christian Center Church worldwide because we are the biggest church and got more numbers. I, you know, I got friends of mine in different countries, got congregations of thousands and all this kind of stuff. You know, but God said, look, I'm not setting my affection on you and choose you just as he told Moses, because you're the most numerous, you're the most numerous than other peoples. For you were the fewest of all people. So, so understand my brother and my sister, God does not need a lot of people to bless you. God does not need a lot of people to bless me. God told the Israelites, you were the fewest of all, all people. God said it wasn't because, because it was a lot of you. See, some of us think we need to be in a big church and the blessings of God. There's some of you running around connected with big churches and you still in poverty. You still don't can't get a job. You still can't get this or you still can't get that. Listen, get numbers out of your mind, my brother and my sister. This thing is not about numbers. It's about you and I doing what God wants us to do. God said, I don't need a lot of people to bless you. And God says, and a lot of people won't stop me from cursing you. That's powerful. That's powerful. I'm like, Lord, say that again. God said, I don't need a lot of people to bless you. And God says, a lot of people won't stop me from cursing you. Look at what God says through Moses. God said the Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you are more numerous than other people. Some of you think big church has got to be right. God says not necessarily. God is right. Whether big or whether small, God is right. God said, I, I didn't I didn't bless you. I didn't set my affections on you because you were more numerous than other people. Look at what the Bible says. For you were the fewest people of them all. You were the fewest. Talking to the Israelites, God said you were the fewest and I still chose to bless you. My prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for you, my sister. May you be, have God, whether you are the fewest or whether you are the most, May you position yourself so that God's blessings may be upon your life. God does not need a lot of people to bless you or to bless me. Look at what the Bible says in verse eight. Well, then why? It, it got Because it, it, I'm hearing the Israelites say, well, if it wasn't because we had the most numbers, why are you blessing us like you blessing us? Look at verse eight. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh of Egypt. God said, that's why. The most numerous, not because... It was a lot of you. 
not be uh god said that not that that doesn't move god understand my brother understand my sister god is not moved by numbers people are moved by numbers and that's some of you understand my voice that's why you like a big church and you like a lot of people and you like a lot of that god is not moved by that stuff If that was the case, God would have picked another group of people other than the Israelites. Because the Israelites, God told them, say, you were the fewest of them all. God said, well, you were few. Compared to the Gergeshites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites, other these other. God said, uh-uh. God said, I didn't choose you because you were more numerous than other people's. You were the fewest. So understand, my brother, understand, my sister, that oftentimes it's the few that are the blessed. Not the numerous, it's the few. Some of us run into the numerous, run into the numerous, and God is in back saying, you need to be running to the few that have my blessings upon their life. My prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for you, my sister, May we run toward the blessings of God, whether they be on the numerous or whether they be on the fewest. The important thing is that God set his affection on us, not numbers, not more numerous or few. The important thing is that God sets his affection on us. My prayer, my prayer for you. My prayer for me. May God set his affection on us. May God release his love. The Bible says, look at verse 8. Because it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Now, with, with that as a backdrop, understanding that it was not because we were more, not because we were more powerful, not because we were stronger, not because we the biggest church, got the most money, not but understand that it is verse nine. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God. God says it's not about how big you are, Robert Bryant. It's not about how big your congregation is, Robert Bryant. God says it's about how big I am. I want to encourage you today, my brother and my sister. We serve a big God, regardless of how big we are, regardless of how big our congregation is, regardless of how big our bank account is, regardless of how big our following is, I, I guarantee you, listen, your congregation may be bigger than mine, but your God is not bigger than mine. Your following may be bigger than mine, but your God is not bigger than mine. Your, 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 how many nations you in and how many may be bigger than mine, but your God is not bigger than mine. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. People's God, I don't know who they are and what they are talking about, but their God is not bigger than ours. God is God. He is the faithful God. He keeps his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Listen, it's not about how big we are. It's about how much we love him. I've seen people in, in, in big congregations still don't love God. You think that's going to that's gonna help you? That's going to save you? May we love God, whether we in big congregation, whether we in small congregation, whether there be a few of us, whether there be a lot of us. May we love God and may we keep his commandments. You say, Apostle, why? Look at verse 10. But those who hate him, he will repay to their face. By destruction, he will not be slow to repay to their face those who hate him. God said, I'm going to repay you to your face. See, 
Therefore, look at verse 11, and we're about to close this message, children of God. Take care to follow the commands, decrees, and laws I give you today. Moses said, you, you, better, you better listen. You better listen. See, if you, if, if you are depending on size, look at the Gergesites. Look at the Hivites. Look at the Jebusites. It was a lot of them. They were stronger. They were more powerful. God bringing all of them down. And God is bringing his people, just a few. Look at, but go back to verse seven. The Israelites, just a few of them. Yet God is elevating his people. Why? Why does God want to elevate us as his children, as his people? Because we take care to follow his commands. We take care to follow his decrees. We take care to follow his laws. That is my prayer for you. That is my prayer for me, my brother, and my sister. What we said the topic was, God is God. Not your pastor, not your denomination, not your, not your, uh, God is God. Well, children of God, the Lord bless each of you and may heaven continue to smile on each of you. I, I you know, the same way you all are tuning in to hear what God says to me or through me or for me, I look forward to tuning in because I don't know what God is going to use me to say. I'm I'm just like you all waiting to hear what is God going to use this man to say or to do today. And, and I am, I even received some revelation today that uh, the Lord had not previously shared with me in quite the way he shared uh, things today. So I, I am rejoicing. I pray that you all are. I pray that uh, we learned something and heard something from our creator that will open our eyes uh, and, and help us to uh, walk more in line with his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Um, as my bishop used to say 40 years ago, that's the message, children of God. God is God. Remember that so we don't get confused and start thinking that congregation is God or denomination is God or our culture or our mother, our father, our, uh, God is God. And there's only one. See, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they are one. My mother and my father, they are not God. My sister and my brother, they are not God. My son and my daughter, they are not God. My nation, my kindred, my tongue, my, my it's not God. God is God. Well, children of God, we bless God. We bless God today. Uh, may God continue to bless each of you. I think I see Bishop Wakas with us from Pakistan. We hope to be with him and the great saints of Pakistan shortly along with uh some of the great people of god in nigeria and dubai god bless you children of god may heaven continue to smile on each of you this is apostle robert bryant pastor of the christian center church worldwide headquarters here in kinston north carolina usa signing out this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. 
I will rejoice. I will rejoice. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.